Welcome to the Celebration Sessions podcast. The Celebration Sessions is a podcast about life, loss and love. It's about how we mark the milestones in our life, how we celebrate important occasions. It's about rituals. It's about cultures. It's about normalising the difficult conversation around end of life. And most importantly, it's a reminder, now more than ever, of how important it is to celebrate. So thanks for joining me on the Celebration Sessions podcast. Well, hello there. Um, This episode is slightly different this time around. It's just me and my thoughts as I think about the news last week that the Vatican discussed whether or not to bless same-sex unions. Um, Now, I am a week late to this, uh, but I've been thinking about it all week. Um, Across early October, the Vatican published a letter that Pope Francis wrote to the Cardinals in July after receiving a list of five questions from them a day earlier. And in it, Francis suggests that such blessings, uh, same-sex blessings, could be studied if they didn't confuse the blessing with sacramental marriage. And what followed over the following days then were many media outlets reporting this statement, discussing it. And once again, in the interest of balance, we had to hear from people who see LGBTQI plus people as less than or other. And I was trying to categorize this podcast in my head, just get it straight in my head as to what it is. I guess really it's somewhat of an open letter to society, to the Vatican, to the media. And look, the truth is, it comes from a place, really at this stage, it's a place of exhaustion, tiredness that we're still having this conversation in 2023, confusion that we're having this conversation still in 2023. But I don't want to dwell on that too much because I'm I'm well able to compartmentalise that in my head. Above all, and this is the key, the reason I sat in front of the mic today is because I want this to serve as a reminder to anyone listening who feels othered or less than know that if you are a person of any faith, but specifically within the context of this conversation, Roman Catholic faith, that there is a world outside the church waiting to embrace you while you still stay inside the church. But there's a community of celebrants wanting to celebrate you, wanting to put you at the centre of your milestones in your life without question, and you can have it all. So first of all, I want to explicitly say to my friends who have a strong faith, uh, and again, within the context of this conversation, a strong Roman Catholic faith, I respect, and more than that, I celebrate uh, your your faith. This is part of why I wanted to to talk on, on this podcast today. While I'm very confident in my spiritual journey through my life, I'm continually so impressed by people's unshakable faith and belief in their lords and in fact more so when you think of the challenges that have been placed before them by the church over the last number of decades as well and similarly as well to members of the clergy who I know good priests with good hearts who turn up and do what they do with love and commitment again this is not aimed at you I've got nothing but love and respect for my friends of faith and well-meaning clergy as well 
But of course, as I thought about this last week, and if this is aimed at anyone, it's really aimed at, at the the higher echelons of the church, at Rome, at the Vatican. And I've been rhetorically asking myself all week as, I, as I've been weighing this up, you know, what does the church honestly see its role in society as being anymore? And then to the media outlets across Ireland and further across the world as well, how are we still having this conversation? Holding the church with such social importance. Of course, it still holds importance on a, on a personal level. And the reason I've been asking myself this is because I'm a celebrant and I see a path forward for people who have faith, but who are also made to feel excluded from the church. I mean, we've spent generations in this country weighing up the pros and cons of homosexuality, qualifying and quantifying love and differentiating same-sex love with heterosexual love. We've spent generations, decades. In preparation for the uh, 2015 marriage equality referendum in Ireland, we began discussing from as early as 2014, earlier probably, 2013, the emotional nuances of what it was to love someone of the same gender. And okay, fair enough, within the regulations of referendum debate, for every person on every show, on TV or radio, and in fact, any article that we saw in in print media as well, for every person who defended the rights of same-sex couples, we had to listen, I had to listen to people telling me that the love I could feel for another person was less than. And this all comes from church teaching. And it was a hugely difficult national discussion to have. However, as it turns out, in the end, some might say it was worth the upset because the result came in the day after the 22nd of May, 2015. The result came in that Ireland said yes to marriage equality. And I guess on some level, I naively thought that that might have been in some way, shape or form, some type of end to the debate. But the Vatican still insists on having this conversation. And look, the truth is, it's tiring. And I'm sorry, but it is. This merry-go-round of of headlines and press releases, the Vatican flip-flopping on how it feels about LGBTQI plus people. So an article on the uh, BBC website that that I saw published, and I think it was around about the 4th of October, said, Responding to a group of cardinals who asked him, the Pope, for clarity on the issue, He said, any request for a blessing should be treated with pastoral charity. (laughs) Right, well, I can tell you, at the age of 42 now, I'm confident enough to say, I do not need any charity. And I'm very confident now as I settle into my 40s, I'm very comfortable looking at my little journey in this existential experience that, that we're all living. I'm standing on a rock, hurtling around the Milky Way. You know, we're born... We live for a certain amount of time and then we die. And what happens next? Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll find out when it happens. And I know I've got my own personal beliefs that give me comfort, but the only certainty is this experience and how we spend it. And I've come to such a confident little place now in my life. And as I always say when friends ask me, I have a happy heart. And so... It really confuses me when I hear the Vatican discussing me and my friends still. And that's the key word in this whole talk today, still weighing up. 
to what level they should let us into their club. You know, let's just start with blessings, as long as it doesn't confuse it with the sacraments. Well, you know, that's fine. Because for so many people, the world is adapting now, and adapting well to a life without a church in it. So while the Vatican are discussing whether or not to bless same-sex couples, there's a whole community of independent celebrants. And all we want to do is celebrate. Celebrate you, individually or as a couple, or as a family, whether you're gay or straight, bi or pan, whether you're cisgendered, trans, non-binary. We just want to celebrate you and lift you up, all of your milestones in life, birth, marriage, new identities, new names, end of life, funerals. And if you're religious or if you have a faith, we can honour, celebrate, reflect and include that as well. So if you want to include prayers in any ceremony or any milestone in your life, we can do that. And it's something that really energises me as a, as a celebrant and I love what I do. And so that's what I've been thinking over the last week. What is the church for? And I guess, to be fair, I learned an awful lot um, growing up from my father. My father was very religious, a very religious person who had a, a strong faith. Uh, and he even spent one night in a seminary thinking that religious life might be for him. And after one night, uh, he decided that priestly life was not for him. And in fact, as the story goes, I think he literally bound over the railings uh, and left that ceremony. But what I wanted to say was, He'd go out every weekend uh, on his bike, weather permitting, um, around the likes of Blessington and Glendalough and further afield as well, surrounded by nature. And when he'd get home, we'd say, Dad, how did you get on? And he'd say, I had a good L pray. And I realised that he used that time to connect with his God. And so as a result then, I've always had this unshakable belief that you don't need to attend a church necessarily to love your God. So right, within the context of this conversation, we're talking about blessings and the milestone of marriage. Now, I don't do the legal solemnizing side of, of marriages and weddings. I'm not a member of an organization that will allow you to do that. Now, there are wonderful organizations around the country who will legally marry wonderful organizations um, and really fantastic options if you want to step away from the church and have a legal wedding ceremony. And to be honest, I know celebrants in many of these different groups and organizations, and I know them to be superb celebrants. And in fact, I love recommending them. I often recommend them when an inquiry comes my way, but it turns out the couple wants a legal ceremony. So I'm not a member of any of them, but being a fully independent celebrant means we have absolutely no boundaries as to what we can do or say. So I reflect the wishes of the couple. I mean, the payoff is that I'm not legally marrying the two people together. That suits some people. It doesn't suit everyone. But it means then, if you want to include a prayer, you know, it might be meaningful to you, whatever the reason, me and my colleagues can reflect that faith and create a celebration for you that reflects your belief and your worldviews. And by the way, sorry, because I can hear myself talking. <laughs> this isn't an ad for me. So by all means, certainly, please do go to the other organizations and ask them, will they include a prayer if, if that's what's meaningful for you? And I'm sure you'll find many of them will. But from weddings then, let's look at the end of life and funerals as well, because I'm so, and again, continually energized when I meet a family for a funeral. You know, the funeral home will ring me uh, saying that they have a family who don't want a priest. And when I arrive 
and meet the family and I start chatting to them. I get a sense of them and their loved one as well. And it turns out sometimes, um, and it's not uncommon, that their loved one might in fact have been quite religious, but they stepped away from the church. And it's a narrative that I hear so often as well. So in that scenario, I would offer a prayer or some religious elements as well. And quite often I get such a sense that it gives great comfort to the family as it might reflect their loved one's wishes. Um, So the result is then that we have a very personal ceremony with the deceased and the family at the centre of the ceremony. And when it's relevant or meaningful, we might include any range of religious elements as well. Now, I am laughing to think that I'm so exercised by this because to be fair, it is a conversation that's close to my heart and I don't want to apologise for being tired and confused and exhausted by these headlines every so often. Um, But I am laughing that this is the story which prompted me to speak out about it because let's not forget Pope Francis' views on owning pets. That it's selfish to own a dog instead of having children. Um, So in January 2022, it was widely reported at the time. But in fact, out of all of the articles I could cite, I'm going to quote the New York Times when I say, People who have pets instead of children, the Pope said, were being selfish, exhibiting a denial of fatherhood or motherhood that diminishes us. It takes away our humanity. Now, I have to say this. A person who cannot see the love that exists between a human and their pet all of the beautiful, positive qualities and connections that exist between them, the grief when that pet dies. Because I can tell you one thing, as a celebrant, I really want to mark the end of life of a dog to give it as much meaning as a, as a fellow human. Because I see the grief when friends lose their dogs. I keep referencing dogs. Of course, I'm talking about pets in general. I, I include cats as well. But I see the love between pets, dogs and their owners. And it's funny to think, I'm not a dog owner myself, um, but I will say hello to my friends, Gordon and Joelle. They've got a beautiful dog, Callie. My word, when you look into Callie's eyes, you can see her soul. She is so beautiful. Um, But here's the thing, and I hope Gordon and Joelle won't mind me saying this on the podcast. Callie loves the rough play. And like, you know, and she is a big dog and I see her with other friends as well, um, you know, out in the garden and, you know, she loves the rough play and I'm not really into that. I And I think our relationship is more, you know, I love the cuddles, so she'll snuggle in uh, next to me on the sofa, which I just love as well because she's so beautiful. But sometimes she can be a bit funny with me, so she wouldn't be all over me sometimes. But at one stage earlier this year, I was away for around about three and a half weeks, the bones of like four weeks. And by the time we had a week on at either end, when I didn't see them, it must have been around about, give or take, around about seven weeks. uh, And I hadn't seen Callie. And the first time I arrived back in the house, she got so excited. The tail was going. She got the zoomies. She wanted to jump up on me. And she was, she was, you know, pawing at me. And as she got the zoomies, she was running from the front of the house, through the house, right down to the very end of the garden. As I said, the tail was going as well. And when I tell you, it was so emotional to feel that love from a creature. It's so special. And look, if the Vatican can feel that love, well then, I'm 
sincerely, uh, I'm sincerely sorry for them. Um, anyway, I, I don't want to backtrack. Let's get back to the blessings because the one thing I just wanted to touch on was the way the Vatican has talked about homosexuality in the past using language such as intrinsically disordered, evil, and sinful. And it's just not nice. Um, and in an article uh, in The Guardian, so I'll just quote this um, as well. This was published on the 3rd of October. So it says, um, in an explanatory note in 2021, the congregation for the doctrine of the faith said that the church could not bless gay unions because God cannot bless sin. And okay, fine. They have backstepped uh, a, a few times uh, over the years. As recently as January 2023, uh, the Associated Press, AP, wrote, Pope Francis criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality as unjust, saying God loves all his children just as they are. Being homosexual isn't a crime. Now, again, I don't want to digress, and I certainly don't want to bash the church. But the real reason, and in fact, I'll start to wrap this up now, and, and I'll just, you know, wrap it up with this thought, because the real reason that I wanted to sit in front of the mic today and, and do this piece is to say, for anyone who's listening to this right now who feels less than or othered by the Roman Catholic Church, know that there is a wonderful, beautiful way for for you to celebrate you and your milestones in life while also celebrating your faith as well, including your beliefs. Just know that the Roman Catholic Church do not need to be the only conduit in your life for you to express your faith. And to all my friends of faith, and again, within the context of, of this conversation, especially those who might be LGBTQI+, and who also feel a strong connection with their faith, with their God. Just remember that if the church won't have you, there is a wonderful community of celebrants who are just waiting to celebrate you, your milestones, your occasions in life with joy, with love, and with good and sincere hearts. And I think that is where I will leave it. And as the late, great Dave Allen always said, good night, God bless, and may your God go with you. Thank you.